0: good morning and welcome to chapel today today we recognize a festival in the church known as Saint Michael and all angels and our service today will focus on uh, the blessings that we have from God uh, through his servants the angels please join me in the responsive reading that you will find uh, printed on our bulletin are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength and do his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, who heed the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. O everlasting God, you have ordained and constituted the services of angels and men in a wonderful order. Mercifully grant that as your holy angels always serve you in heaven, so by your appointment they may also help and defend us here on earth. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. The reading for today is taken from the Gospel according to Saint Luke, the twenty-second chapter. This is part of our Lord's passion as he goes uh, to the cross, and uh, this is his prayer, uh, the time of his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. We begin reading with verse forty-one. When Jesus came to the place, he said to them, his disciples, "Pray that you may not enter into temptation." And he was drawn away; uh, he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Maybe seated. As a little child, I always wondered what did the Ark of the Covenant look like? That special unique box with the handles on it that the children of Israel would carry with them, and that ended up being in, in the Holy of Holies place in the temple where no one was allowed to go in and see except once a year the, the great high priest. What did, that, what did that box look like, that Ark of the Covenant? And God had given very specific commands about how it was to be made and the dimensions of it and everything about it. Uh, Hollywood has tried to depict it in different movies and things and, and kind of an aura that, that existed around it. And the purpose of it was to demonstrate God's presence among his people. Uh, there in the tabernacle and in the temple, and that his his presence went with the children of Israel, the very ones that were bringing the Messiah, Jesus Christ, into the world, and so that 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 special Ark of the Covenant was so unique. But on top of it, God had given very specific command specific commands to the artisans to have angels cherubim whose wings would be touching on the mercy seat, which was to depict where where God would come and make his presence known. And I always wondered as a child, what did that thing actually look like? What a sight it must be to to see the presence of the angels of God in heaven around his throne, who are, the Bible says, serving him day and night, as we just sang in that hymn. And they're created for that very specific purpose. And the Bible tells us that there are multitudes of them, multitudes of angels in heaven. And they're in service to Christ as well, to God's Son when he comes into the world to work out the plan of getting us to heaven. And you can see it in the, in the pages of the Gospels. Uh, when Jesus uh, is conceived in the womb of Mary, there's an announcement by an angel, likewise to his, his earthly father. Uh, when, when his birth takes place in Bethlehem, there's a choir of angels that sings before the shepherds, singing praises to God. It's like there's an intensity of of angelic activity that is stirred up and, and churned up at the time of Christ coming into the world. And they're particularly involved in the work of his ultimate mission. And that is to get sinful, dying people like me and you to heaven. That's what the angels from heaven are most concerned about. And we can see in our text today how God sends this angel to his son the very night that he's bearing our sins and about ready to go to the cross, praying that if there's possibly another way to take this cup away from him, this poisonous cup of, of our death and, and condemnation, if there's some other way to do it, he's praying that God would do this, and yet he acknowledges and bows to God's will. But while he's dealing with the burden of all of this on top of him, knowing that he's going to feel the separation from God in the the next day, that now an angel is sent to comfort him and to strengthen him. An angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And you can really get a sense of the awful burden that our sins are on the Savior, that it requires this kind of agony for him. And that angel is there to help him through this process, But the next day when our Lord goes to the cross and he has to suffer the abandonment of God, which is what our sins deserve, we can imagine the angels pulling away from him and no longer being there to serve him and just letting him be alone as he alone then has to suffer my agony and your agony to pay for our sins. Some artists in the Middle Ages started to depict angels floating around the cross of Christ during his his uh, crucifixion with cups in their hand, catching his blood, and that this would be, be placed into the, the, the wonderful Lord's Supper that the church comes to receive. And that indicates that that depiction is good because it indicates that the, the service of the angels was not simply there for ministering to Christ, as we see in our text, but also ministering to us, those who will benefit From his death and ultimately resurrection as well in the same way that the angels care about the head they care about the body that is attached to the head and that is the believers who the Bible says are the body of Christ consider the enormous value that that God has placed on you when you think about the angels when, when the angels, when some angels in heaven fell away from God and were kicked out of heaven, God did not establish a plan to save them and to bring them back into heaven. But he did do that for you. He has done that for you. You are of a higher value in the eyes of God than even these special ministering servants that he has created. A pastor by the name of Johann Gerhardt writes this, The whole assembly of heaven is employed to serve us and to make their blessings ours. We're told in the Bible, in fact, that even the angels wish that they could look into, they desire to look into the gospel and to appreciate it and understand it in the way that we do. Something unique that we are given by the gift of the Holy Spirit when we come to faith in Christ and trust in him to go to heaven. That even the angels desire to look into the things that have been given to us. I've seen a number of churches that have beautiful baptismal fonts and the bowl the basin that the water is placed in will sometimes have angels holding it up. And Jesus talks about that in the in the gospel of Matthew he talks about how how God has assigned a particular angel to each child. And it's interesting that that because we don't see these angelic creatures that it's easy for us to forget about them, but is it possible that this same angel that was assigned to you at your baptism when you were brought to faith in Christ has now come with you and followed with you the whole way? And it's just been unknown to you because you cannot see. We often attribute uh, the, the physical protection that we, that we think about with the angels. And, and certainly that is the case. Who knows how many times that God has used them to spare us from some difficulty and from some harm. Back in the the Secret Service for the Presidents of the United States there have been a number of stories about children of presidents um, where Secret Service agents were nearby unbeknownst to the children and protecting them and watching them and at times having to keep them from harm. Even as recent as 2014 there was an incident in New York City in Manhattan where some secret, servants, servants, uh, secret servant agents uh, protected uh, some of the Bush children from George W. Bush's, his, his daughters, from harm. And it was unbeknownst to them at the time. How often might God have been using in your life times when, when these angelic creatures were shielding you and protecting you? But it also may happen in the realm of our spiritual protection, too. We often pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. How often might God actually send angels into our lives to, to keep us away from something that might have spiritually derailed our faith and caused us to fall away from Christ and maybe deflected a particular challenge that would have hit you in order to keep us on the path of salvation? We do know that when a believer by God's grace is brought to repentance of his or her sins, we're told that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who repents. Don't tell me they're not paying attention to what's going on in our spiritual lives. They love to see you and me comforted by God's forgiving love. <clears throat> and they love to see us remaining on the path on the way to heaven. So someday in heaven we will discover all the ways that These wonderful creatures were caring for us, and how in tune they have been to the things that have been happening in our lives. And even as you exit this life, there's a great passage in the book of Jude talking about the archangel Michael. It says, He disputed with the devil protecting the body of Moses. That's an awesome passage. That one of God's angels disputed with the devil to protect the body of one of his saints. That's how personally invested they are in caring for us on the road to salvation. Someday, your guardian angel looks forward to meeting you in person in heaven. And he looks forward also to the special trip that is described where your soul is transported from this sinful fallen world to the beautiful bliss that we will have someday in heaven. And so we pray, Lord Let at last thine angels come. Amen. Please rise. They In and now may the God of your baptism, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Go in his peace. Amen.